Heavenly Father, we come before you right now and we thank you that you are a good Father. We thank you that you love us, that you care for us, that you care about us, that you are aware of every situation, what's going on in every one of our lives. Father, I thank you that you are the answer, that Jesus is the answer for every problem, every difficulty, every triumph, every weakness, failure, every victory. We thank you that victory is in him. Life is in him. Health is in him. Favor is in him. Strength is in him. Truth is in him. Father, we thank you for sending him so we could become part of your family. Thank you. Jesus, you are our Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you. We praise you. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. You are worthy. Oh, we turn our hearts towards you, our attention towards you. We look. We look not with our natural eyes and listen not with our natural ears uh, per se, but we listen with the ears of our spirit and look with the eyes of our spirit to see what you're saying to us, to see what you're showing to us. Uh, Father, we thank you that you are alive and that Jesus lives today and that he speaks by your spirit, that your spirit lives within us, that even here today, as we look to you, that you have answers for situations that minds can't even wrap around, can't even comprehend, that you have truths that you've been wanting us to grab hold of, that you've been wanting us to see and to know. Father, thank you by your spirit that you reveal the deep things of yourself to us, that you open up to us realms of reality that we didn't even know existed, that you open up to us realms of truth that set us free, that bondages this year that maybe have dogged the paths of some depart never to return. We thank you that the entrance of your words gives us light, that we don't have to walk in darkness, but we walk as children of the light, for you are the light. And that as your children and your family, that we partake of your very life and your very nature, that as children and your very family, that we stand in the authority of your kingdom and of your family and of your household. Father, I thank you for your word that you have sent to us that you have delivered us with your word, that we know the truth and the truth sets us free and makes us free. Father, I thank you that you sent your word and you healed us, that sickness and disease no longer have dominion over our bodies when we act in trust and faith of your word. Father, I thank you that uh, you have put us over every sickness and every disease when we live in Christ, that we are far above all the powers of the enemy, principality, power, might, dominion, every name that's named when we live from our place seated with you in heavenly places, that we're far above those things, Father. I pray today, I pray this year that our perspective would be your perspective, that how you see things, how you see reality, how you see sickness and disease, how you see weakness and failure, 
Savior. How you see bondage, that we'd see it that way, that, that we have been delivered by the blood of Jesus. Oh, that you set us free, that you put us on the path of victory, on the plane of victory, that we just enforce the victory that Jesus won, that we're not uh, fighting from a position of defeated people, but we're fighting from a position of those that have won the victory, that we are far above, that we are blessed when we come in and blessed when we go out, that we are the head and not the tail, that we are above and not beneath, that we are not subject just to whatever will be, will be, but we stand in the authority of your word and the unction of your spirit and speak as if you were living right here on the earth, for you are living on the inside of us, and we speak and declare your word and your plan and your purpose. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In our lives and those lives around us, Father, we thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your spirit who emboldens us and gives us strength and gives us, teaches us, shows us, reveals to us your truth and uh, your, yourself. Oh, Father, I pray this year that this year would be a, a year where we just live with a spirit of seeing and knowing a spirit of understanding that the eyes of our understanding, like Paul prayed, we pray at the, at the very start of this year. We just set our course at the start of this year that this is a year of a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. Father, that the eyes of our understanding would be flooded with light, that we'd, we'd have to pinch ourselves and just to wake up and say, wow, how, how, how did I not see and how did I not know? Father, for you reveal and you open up Oh, the truth of who you are and who you've made us to be, that we acknowledge you in all of our ways, that you direct our path, that whenever we go, we know we have been sent by you, that our steps are ordered of you, for we are right with you and we are righteous and favored of you, that you have made a way and you have made a plan. Father, we thank you. We thank you that we, we lift our voice in the name of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, that you hear us. And when we know that you hear us, we know we have the petitions, the requests that we've made of you. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Glory. Oh, you're good and your mercy endures forever, that you're the God of mercies. Oh, that your mercy on everyone, everyone that's missed it or everyone that will miss it. Oh, every human, that your mercy is straight and your mercy, mercy is strong on our behalf. And oh, hallelujah. Oh, that your hand of mercy is stretched out before us. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Peace, peace, wonderful peace. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 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 Maybe, Jody, just play that song again, would you? And Dave, you just come with just a microphone or something and sing with us. We'll just sing that song. Hallelujah. Love to start out the year in the presence of the Lord. 
look into him and yielded to him that I will build my life if you're not sure which song that's the one I'm talking about. <coughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you've got cares or worries, don't keep them. They will stop the power of God in your life and in your situation. Uh, you know, that's where kind of where we're going today, I believe. Philippians chapter 4. Uh, don't fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in everything. By prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. If you're going to hold on to it, he can't do anything about it. He's not, you have authority over that in your life. If he was going to do something about it, he would save all the people that say, you know, they curse him and say, I don't want any part of you. But don't, don't do that. Let's, let's sing this song. If you've got some cares, just between you and the Lord, you just give them to the Lord. Don't have anything hindering your relationship with him. Worthy of every song we could ever sing. Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. Come on, this year you're living for the Lord. Hallelujah. Whole life given over to Him. Praise us the name above every other name. Jesus, the only one who could ever say, Worthy of all the breath we could ever breathe, we live for you. Oh, we live for you. Let him minister to you. Minister to him. Holy, there is no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes. Every song we could ever sing, worthy of all the praise we could ever bring, worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, we live for you. Jesus, the name above every other name. Jesus, the only one who could ever say. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. Oh, we live for you. Sing holy, holy. There is no one like.
Your heart and leave me in your love to those. 
Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. 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 It's how you live in victory. That you learn the life of prayer. It's really just a life of fellowship with the Lord. What's fellowship? That is intimate relationship. That, uh, you know, Jesus said it's better for you that I, I go away. Because if I don't go, my spirit will not come. Well, we don't worship in earthly temples. Like, in other words, buildings built by the hands of people. We don't worship like the building, especially not here as a school. <laughs> but you could say like any, any number of old church buildings, you know, that a lot of finance has been put into. But you just look at the, the temple of the Lord before Christ came. And all of the effort, all of the work, everything made from pure gold to exact specification. But we have now, Corinthians tells us, Paul tells us in Corinthians, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, we have become the temples of the living God. Yes. He said, I will live in them and dwell in them, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. So if you're born again, you have God himself living on the inside of you. Uh, I think it's B.B. Hankins says, you have a genius living on the inside of you. And, you know, to paraphrase what he says, you should maybe stop and pause and listen to him a little bit so you can sound a little smart. <laughs> in other words, we have the Spirit of God himself living on the inside of us. Uh, David said, I look to the hills from whence cometh my help. But really, we don't need to look to the hills per se. We look to the inside because heaven lives on the inside of us. God lives on the inside of us. And sometimes looking outwardly, we, we don't find the answer because he is on the inside of us. Proverbs uh, 20 says, um, 20, 27 says, The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. You know, sometimes uh, you get so uh, busy with living life and the, the things that are required to, you know, uh, live day to day that you need the Spirit of God to search the inward parts of your being because you're not doing too well on your own. Like, what do I really think about this? What do I, what do I really believe? The real me, you know? Is this my flesh? Is this my emotions? And there's lots of thoughts. We're going to start a series, uh, I guess, in January 15th on that, the guide on the inside on Wednesday nights. Uh, but the Spirit of God, if you honor Him, it's amazing what you'll find out. And if you put him first, and so, uh, you know, today we're talking about the joy of faith and casting your cares on the Lord and, and living uh, a life of joy. But if you don't do that, it doesn't matter how much God wants you to live free and to live full of joy. It's not going to happen because he's not going to take you over and just force you to receive all of his goodness. And he is good. Psalm 119 says, you are, David, David, inspired by the Spirit of God, he, he, he wrote, he said, you are good and you do only good. You are good and you do only good. 
We believe in the goodness of God. I think that's one of the greatest starting points for faith, for faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And if you just start to understand the character of the person of God himself, and it is good because he is good. That story I like to tell about the, uh, the two ladies in uh, a church that uh, Brother Hagin pastored, the one lady, she just said, I just know that God is good, and he doesn't want those kids sick. She has more sense than a lot of people that are alive today. I just know, she said, it's, the, it's not the will of God that those little children be sick because he's a good God. Jesus said, if an earthly father knows how to give good gifts to his children, how much more does your heavenly father know how to do good things for them that ask him? Sometimes I think we put God off in this other class and people, it's because of natural human reasoning trying to figure out uh, why things are the way they are, and then we put off on God himself that he's not even as intelligent as a human. That is an insult to God. We're made in his likeness and in his image, and he is goodness itself and, and per perfect in all of his ways and true in all of his ways. And so Psalm 34 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble will hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Fear, worry, anxiety, discouragement, uh, the blues, pity party, self-pity, feeling sorry for yourself, that all goes together. The psalmist said, I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me. Uh, that's either true or, he's, or God's a liar. So Maybe you haven't sought the Lord. Maybe you actually haven't released that to the Lord because uh, you want to you wanna get acquainted with it. Maybe you like feeling sorry for yourself. Well, somebody said, well, I don't like feeling sorry for myself. Okay, let me say it a different way. Maybe you are so conditioned to the attention that you get when you have something bad happen to you or something maybe not real bad, but you're like, oh, hey, you like to have people praying for you because you like the interaction. Well, uh, don't get mad at yourself if that's you. Just change. I mean, I love to quote Psalm 119, verse 128, uh, that... Uh, I esteem your word above all else to be true, and I hate every false way. That's a false way. So if I was thinking that way, I'd say, that's a false way. I hate that way. Why? Well, because if I'm just trying to think myself out of the situation, I'm not going to think myself out of the situation. I believe myself out of the situation. And in order for me to believe, I have to hear from God. As soon as I hear from God, I have a choice. I can ignore it and become self-deceived, or I can... Act on it by speaking it and doing it. So, uh, let me, before I finish in Psalm 34, let's turn over uh, to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4, and I hit it in my Bible here. And we'll start with verse, well, probably verse, I was going to say verse 6, but we'll probably start a little bit before verse 6. Verse 4 Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. 
So he said, rejoice. I said, rejoice. <laughs> right? Maybe he was talking to people like we are sometimes. You're like, rejoice. Okay, I'm going to rejoice. I said, rejoice. <laughs> David said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. It's, a, it's like he was like commanding himself to bless the Lord. You ever hear Wigglesworth, Smith Wigglesworth said, I'm not moved by what I feel. I'm moved only by what I believe. It's a great temptation to be moved by what you feel. It's a great temptation to be moved by what it seems like. It's a great temptation to be moved by what everybody else is doing and everybody else is saying. But if you go that way, you're going to get what everybody else has. And that's a bunch of anxiety. That's a bunch of trouble. That's a bunch of worry. That's a bunch of wonderment. Well, you don't have to have that. You're a believer. You're a child of God. You can rise above it. You've been made to dominate. You've not been made to be under that. You know, in the, in the last days, and if you have not noticed, we're living in the last days. In the last days, evil men and seducers, the Bible says, will get worse and worse. In other words, in the last days, the darkness gets darker and darker. But be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. The church gets brighter and brighter. So you have two diverging paths happening in the last days. You should expect greater anointing. You should expect greater revelation. You should expect greater joy, greater truth, greater power. As you see the days get darker... As you see all this happening, it's not just because it's getting darker and the light's still going. Man, no, uh, things are getting uh, ready to wind up, ready to finish out. Well, you finish strong. You finish powerful in the kingdom of God because you finish relying on the Lord. Okay, well, you can't rely on the Lord if you're going to hold on to worry and you're going to hold on to cares and you can't be full of joy. I think one of the greatest indicators of your faith is your joy meter. If you could look at your joy meter, you'd know, am I believing or am I not? If you're in faith, if you're trust, if you are, okay, just, just forget kind of what you know for a second. Uh, if you are trusting God, imagine someone that you're observing and you say, they're trusting God and they're like, I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know, like... It's been rough, and it seems like something bad always happens. And Does that person sound like someone that is trusting the Lord? Now, you may, you may catch that coming on yourself. What do you do? You may be like, oh, I can't believe this happening again. But my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. None of us are perfect. Except Jesus. I said that this morning. I, said, I saw a church one time that had a sign like, no perfect people allowed. And first I thought, well, I know what they're trying to say. Like, you don't have to be perfect to come to this church and everything like that. Because sometimes people get a self-righteous perspective. Like, make yourself right and come to God. That's impossible. And if you could, uh, I'm not that impressed anyhow. Because <laughs> I'm so impressed with God. But I thought... Well, then could Jesus actually come in the church? Because <laughs> he is perfect. So, praise the Lord. 
We like perfect people. Jesus. So Philippians chapter 4, rejoice always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known to all men. The Lord's at hand. Verse 6, be careful for nothing. Uh, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Amplified says, do not fret or have any anxiety uh, about anything, but in every circumstance and in everything, by prayer and petition, definite requests, with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. Verse 7, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Uh, verse 8, and finally, my brethren, what things uh, soever are true, what are, uh, soever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. He said, think on these things. After he said, cast all of your cares on the Lord, now he said, think on these things. So apparently our thought life has something to do with anxiety and fear and worry. So if we're going to start 2020 out and we're going to say like, you know, it's a new year and we're going to start making our list of things to worry about, we are on the wrong path. Uh, we, we, if you want to make a list of those things, you make a list of things and you call them victory. You speak victory to that. You speak victory to that job. You speak victory to that debt. You speak victory to that uh, problem in your body. You speak victory to that relationship. Don't speak defeat. Don't dread it. Worry, fear, discouragement. I saw that this, uh, this trip... <laughs> I told Melanie, I said, oh, no, I see that before. But you know, like, discouragement is a tactic of the enemy, and it is a manifestation of worry. How's it going? Well, you know, we were on a trip, and it took a lot longer than I thought it would. But we made it. Well, that's fine, like, but we made it. But really, your whole demeanor is a demeanor of discouragement. And that is not a demeanor of faith. Faith always has something good to say. Why? Because faith is not reliant upon self. Faith is reliant upon God. And there is a joy in faith. There is a joy in believing. Why? There is no greater joy that I can think of right now than to know, like, if God does not intervene, that situation is going to hell in a handbasket. In other words, it's deteriorating. It's getting worse. But right in the face of that, where naturally there is no answer, you take that request and you make a request to God. You say, Father God, here's what's going on. I've been trying to wrap my brains around it, my head around it, and I should have never done it. I'm giving it to you because I know you can do more with it in an instant of time than I could do in 25 years, trying to figure it out, trying to talk it out. I'm going to talk to this person. I'm going to talk to that person. I'm going to complain to this person. I'm going to complain to that person. Oh, no, no, no. That's not where faith is at. Where faith is at is believing God and trusting God. It's not, why does this always happen to me? How come I'm always getting the short end of the stick? How come this is all happening? 
Well, maybe the devil knows there's a lot of potential in you because what God wants to do in you and through you and with you, and you're just falling prey to the tactics of the enemy because you're more aware of your surroundings and what it feels like than what you are of what God said about you. He said, I have delivered you. He said to the Hebrew children concerning, listen, God himself gave them the promised land. He said, I have given it to you. It is yours. It belongs to you. God said this. It's not like, you know, some realtor said this is your land. It's not like some closing company said this is your land. It's not like some whoever said this is your land. God himself said this land belongs to you. It is a land. It is an amazing land and it is for you. You know, it's easy to look at people in the Old Testament sometimes and be like, what is wrong with them? They had a pillar of fire by night and a cloud by day and the Red Sea was parted and, and they still doubted. They still didn't believe. Right? But you know, they said, let's send spies into the land to spy out the land. So they sent the spies in, 12 spies. 10 spies came back with what kind of report? An evil report of doubt and unbelief. And two spies, Joshua and Caleb, said, what? We are well able to possess the land. So they didn't even say, it's ours and we don't have to do anything. No, we have to possess the land. In order to be born again, you must receive Jesus Christ. It's not automatic. Well, don't think anything else you get from God you don't have to receive. You have to receive. As many as received Jesus, he gave the right to be the children of God. Not as many as thought Jesus was great and Jesus was the son of God. No, as many as received him. You have to receive him. And so they didn't go into the promised land for 40 years because of doubt and unbelief. Evil doubt and unbelief. Not that there's good doubt and unbelief. but you know, An evil report of doubt and unbelief. Yet it was theirs and it belonged to them. There's a story uh, <laughs> that I heard about um, this guy who was walking on um, the railroad tracks with a bunch of luggage. And uh, he, um, <laughs> he got caught. So he's walking on the railroad tracks and they stop him. A railroad person stopped him and he said, you can't walk on the tracks. You can't walk on these tracks. He said, no. He said, he said, I bought a ticket, and I have a ticket, and I can be on these tracks. <laughs> and the guy said, that ticket does not give you a right to be on the tracks. That gives you a right to ride in the train car. <laughs> and he said, well, I got all this luggage. He said, that ticket gives you a right to put your luggage in the luggage car. And then you can go into the dining car and you can have a meal and you don't have to walk all this way and try to lug all this luggage. Well, in life we do that so many times that you have the ticket that you're born again, that you're part of the family of God. And you're like, I got, it. I got this ticket, but I've got all this luggage. And you're weighed down with all this luggage, trying to do all this luggage. And if you ever try to walk on railroad tracks, I don't suggest it. But it's like kind of even hard to walk because of the, what are those things are? Anyhow, railroad ties. Thank you. Railroad ties. 
And then you got the little rocks there and all that, all that stuff, and then possible trains coming. Well, what happened? Well, you get weighed down with all that load. You belong in the train car. You belong at the table. But you so sometimes so weighed down with all that luggage, you don't even notice a train is coming, and that thing run you over and destroy you. Psalm 23, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. In the presence of my enemies. I think sometimes we get uh, a flesh, human reasoning type of thinking to say like, well, if I'm part of God's family, he's just going to take care of everything and I'm not going to have to do anything. Well, kind of you just got to uh, skewed a little bit. He has taken care of everything. You just need to trust him for everything. In other words, if you're going to trust him, you can't cast your cares on the Lord and trust him at the same I mean, Excuse me. You can't hold on to your cares and trust the Lord at the same time. You're trying to take care of it. You're trying to be involved. He made it so that you could ride in the train car without having to carry all those cares. That they take them off you, he takes them off you, you, you cast it off. Like if you were carrying a really heavy bag of like water softener salt or something like that and you had it on your shoulder and you like, you like my water softener salt? And you like throw it off. Well, if you take a 60 or 80 pound sack of something and you throw it off, you know when you throw it off. And man, I afraid with so many people, myself included, when you're carrying a lot of cares and, 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 and you just give them to the Lord from your heart, you know it when you have given those cares over. You get wore out carrying cares and worries and all this discouragement, all of this, you know, poor me, why is this always happening to me? You're not believing God if that's your attitude. And then, therefore, you're not going to get God's blessing that he's already provided for you. You're just going to keep walking on the tracks, getting wore out. You're out there. You walk on the tracks in this weather. You get like a wind come up, and then all of a sudden now it's going to rain, and then it's going to sleet, and then maybe it's going to snow, and, you know, who knows what happens. You're exposed, and all of your luggage is exposed. And you're like, how come my luggage keeps getting wet? How come my shoes keep getting wore out? I thought the Lord, you know, in the Old Testament, their shoes didn't even wear out. Why are my shoes wearing out? Because you're walking on rocks and what do you call them? Railroad ties and everything else. You're supposed to be riding up in the car, train car, where there's protection, where there's provision, where there's food, where there's a table set in the presence of your enemies. So it doesn't say, like, there is a table set and your enemies are nowhere to be found. No, no. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. So that instead of sitting at the table and turning around and focusing on your enemies, that you actually focus on the food that's prepared before you. You focus on the food of victory. 
You focus on the food of the goodness of God. You focus on the food of the provision of God, of the healing of God. Like, pass some of that over here. Why? Because it belongs to you. Jesus said that healing is the children's bread. So give me some of that bread. Eat some of that bread. Eat some of the healing bread. It's yours. But sometimes we're out and we're like, oh, there's a train coming. Let me get out of the way. Look at those people. Look at how fast they're going. Look how satisfied they are. Look, they're eating. They're eating and sitting and resting. Uh, Hebrews chapter uh, 4 says, They that believe have entered into rest. They've ceased from their labors and entered into rest. So faith, if you are in faith, uh, you're full of joy. I mean, one of the fruits of the Spirit is joy. Love. I want you to say it. Love. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. As a fruit of the Spirit is joy. So you, you get a joy that no one can take away. Let's finish with Psalm 126. Psalm 126. Hallelujah. Uh, while you're turning there, I'm going to read 2 Corinthians 124 says, We are helpers of your joy, for by faith you stand. We're helpers of your joy, for by faith you stand. There is no joy like the, like the joy that you get by trusting God, because it goes beyond circumstances, because you know who He is, you know whose you are, that you belong to Him, and that He belongs to you, and that like you don't have to make it happen, you don't have to figure it out. He's the one, He's the performer, you're the believer. You just say, oh Lord, I trust you. I, I can't. In, the, in the face of not understanding all these things, I'm a great researcher, I love to research. And so for me, it's such a joy when I haven't researched something. And I'm like, I just trust you, Lord. I don't have to research it. Why? Because that's pride and, uh, what do you call it, self-centeredness to know like, well, I have to understand this situation before whatever. No, 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 I don't have to understand any situation. I just have to know what he said in his word and have it in my heart. Then I can act. I've got solid ground to act on. Hebrews 11 says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. So what? You hope for a better job. You hope for a healthy body. You hope for freedom from uh, 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 addiction. But faith gives it substance. What, what happens? What's one of the evidences of the substance of your faith is your joy. What? Well, how, how's it going? Well, you may feel no different in your body, but you're like, you know, things are great. Why? Because you know he's taking care of it. It's done. It's just a matter of your body has to change. It doesn't have a choice. If you believe God, hallelujah. You shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free or make you free. John chapter 8, Jesus said, you'll know the truth. You continue in my word. You'll know the truth. Truth will set you free or make you free. You continue in my word. You'll know the truth. And truth will set you free or make you free. If you continue in my word, you will know the truth, and truth will set you free or make you free. If you continue in my word, you'll know the truth, and truth will set you free or make you free. So uh, I didn't grow up understanding that uh, 
I thought, well, you could be healed if it's the will of God. But I did not understand, which is true. But I did not understand it is the will of God. It's written in the word in several places. Himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. By his stripes we are healed. He in his own body uh, became a curse for us so he could redeem us from the curse, which includes sickness and disease. And so I didn't understand all of that. I just thought, well, you know, maybe, you know, of course the Lord can do anything. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. No, it's written, and if you find it in the Word, you have a guarantee. He said, I watch over my Word to perform it, so He will make it come to pass. So I don't have to worry about trying to make it come to pass. So when I first heard that, you know, you continue in my Word, you'll know the truth, truth sets you free, make you free. So when I first heard the, the, the uh, I mean, I think the first scripture that I read concerning healing where I was like, whoa, it does say that, <laughs> was... First uh, Peter two twenty four by whose stripes you were healed, and I thought that does say that. How'd I never see that all these twenty three years? How'd I never see that? But you know, it didn't instantly affect me. Why? Well, because I had this other belief for so many years, and I had to what? Well, Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, be transformed by the renewing of my mind. If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and truth will set you free and make you free. Well, that doesn't mean it has to take 20 years. But how long does it take? Well, it takes long enough until your mind is totally, you're like, you're totally different. You're like, ha, <laughs> I used to believe that. I don't believe that. <laughs> Look, he changed. Look, I see it now. I see it. I get it. Not here. Not just here. Of course, I get it here because I see it written there, and I know God is God, and I know he's true, and I know he doesn't lie, so I can have a mental understanding of it. But it's when I, when I with my heart, grab hold of what he said. Let God be true and every man a liar. You could have 10,000 people that you know that you think are the most spiritual people and they died of sickness and disease and that should not change your belief whatsoever that by whose stripes you were healed. Because your belief is based on what the word says, not what somebody else experiences. Now, if people, if, uh, if, if uh, you got a lot of people like that dying, you might, you might check up on <laughs> how they're believing. But you, what I'm saying is, I believe it because the word says it. And when I act in line with the word, I receive it. When I don't act in line with the word, I don't receive it. We had, a, we were on, a, you know, took a little time off for Christmas, New Year's, and so we had a, two or three of us, myself and maybe two of the kids, all of a sudden this uh, sickness tried to come and attach. And, you know, the Bible says resist him at his very onset. Well, is it a demon coming against us? Well, probably not, but it's, in, it's, it's basically from the same source. It's all from the enemy. So we just resist sickness and disease at its very onset. Within, you know, 15 minutes, maybe 10 minutes, every symptom gone, boom. Try to come back, like an hour later, you just do the same thing, gone. Haven't done all to stand, you stand. But you could just receive it. And if you get full of worry, full of fret, full of anxiety, you probably will receive it. Because you're not on the victory side, you're on the defeat side. So your reactions are reactions of defeat. You ever see these uh, basketball team or football team? And they're losing at halftime. The coach wants to talk to them. Why? 
if he can't change their attitude, they will lose that game because they have an attitude of defeat. They are already defeated. Our coach said, don't try to carry all that. Let me take it. I've already gained victory over all of it. I'm a master overcomer. And if you live in him, you're a master overcomer. Hallelujah. Psalm 126. I said it. I'll just read it here. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then said they among the heathen, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, whereof we're glad. Verse uh, 1 right there. He turned, when the Lord turned our captivity, we were like them that dream. It was like a dream come to pass. And when he turned the captivity, and you know, we realized we're no longer captive. We've been set free. We're no longer under the dominion of, this, of these people, of this disease, of this sickness. But we've been set free. The Lord has turned our captivity, and we're like them that dream. Hallelujah. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Ha, 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 ha. Laughing, singing, dancing, all expressions of joy. That you, that you live full of joy. That, that, that you're like, okay, bring it on. Bring it on, Satan. Bring it on. Why? Because you want to challenge him? He's already been defeated. You understand his position, who he is, and if you understand your position with God, there is not one thing that can come that Jesus has not already overcome. That's why you can look and laugh. Sometimes the greatest resistance of an attack of the enemy is just to laugh at him. Laughter is good like a medicine. You ever notice sometimes that, 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 that um, oh, we're going to finish here. You can stand up. Um, sometimes you may get a different periods of time. Different people have different challenges, but like a dark cloud comes in and starts to overshadow you and you start to slip into that. Uh, well, it's probably really a form of depression, but you start to slip into that. Man, if you just, the second you, 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 you see that, you resist it. You just start laughing. Just say, ha, 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 ha. Why? Because that does not belong to you as a child of God. That belongs to someone who has despair. That belongs to someone who has no hope. That belongs to someone who doesn't have the life and the nature of God living on the inside of them. And the devil's trying to put some on you that does not belong to you. He is deceiving you. And so you just laugh. In the very face of the devil. I remember Kenneth Hagin, uh, the devil tried to put him, a sickness back on him after he was healed. And he said, I just sat in the bed and I just started laughing. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. He said it was about like that. It wasn't inspired at all. Just ha, ha, ha. 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 He said, I must have done that for like 10 minutes. And the devil said, what are you laughing at? And he said, I am laughing at you. He said, why are you laughing at me? You're not healed. He said, I'm laughing at you because I'm not trying to get healed. I am already healed. Ha, 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 ha. He said he took all of his symptoms and left. The devil. Why? Because the devil's trying to take what belongs to you. It does not belong to you to be depressed. It does not belong to you to be overwhelmed and 
anxious all the time, full of all of these cares, all of these worries, your body's not designed for it. Make you sick. You say, well, how come healing's not true? Well, healing is true. But you have to allow the life of God to flow through you. And worry will stop it up. Worry will prevent the Lord working in your life. So 2020 is a year of joy. A year full of faith. And Brother Copeland actually said it's a year of visions and dreams. Visions and dreams. That the dream comes to pass. And supernatural visions and dreams. Hallelujah. Let's all bow our heads, close our eyes. Father, we thank you so much for your word. Thank you for the seed of your word that you have planted into our hearts. We receive it in our hearts gladly. Father, thank you that it produces after its own kind. We thank you for freedom from fear, worry, anxiety, distress, discouragement, depression. Hallelujah. Thank you that you have set us free. Hallelujah. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're here this morning and you never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you'd like to, I, I, I want to invite you. Uh, slip up your hand. We'd love to pray with you. We'd love to pray for you. Hallelujah. Number two, if you're here this morning and you were living for the Lord, but you got distracted by other things and you feel in your heart uh, that you need to come back. Proverbs 14, 14 says, The backslider in heart will be filled with his own ways. Maybe you're just full of your own ways. Full of doing things your own way. Man, that's a horrible way to live. You can live free. You can live full of the ways of God, doing things His way. And there is a rest, there is a joy, there is a peace. If you want to come back to the Lord, uh, just, you know, give everything to the Lord, slip up your hand. I want to pray with you and I want to pray for you. And number three, if you've never been filled with the Spirit, there is no better day than January 5th, 2020. You can be full of the Holy Spirit. You get, it is such a precious uh, thing that you, you receive Him. You begin to see and to know different things. It's like, it's like um, you're ankle deep before and then you just get in the water and you swim. It is awesome. You begin to speak in other tongues. What a precious prayer language that you can actually pray things that your head doesn't understand, but it, but it builds you up spiritually. If you'd like to be filled with the Spirit, slip up your hand. Hallelujah. 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 With every head bowed, every eye closed, if you are struggling with depression, worries, fear, and you just want to put a line in the sand and say, no longer, I'm not doing this any longer, I want you to slip up your hand. I'm going to pray for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I see those hands. Anybody else? Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Okay, hallelujah. All right, I want you to repeat after me as I pray. I want everybody to repeat after me. But those that lift your hand, I want you to especially... Um, just really focus and speak from your heart. Say, Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of my Lord Jesus Christ. 
You said to take all of my cares, all of my worries, my anxieties, discouragement, depression, and to give it to you. So right now, I release it freely and I give it to you. Thank you for taking it off of me. You are my Lord. Depression, discouragement, worry, I resist you. You do not belong to me or in me or with me. I am free because Jesus, he set me free. So ha, ha, ha on you. I'm free. He's turned my captivity. I'm no longer captive. I'm free. So I sing and I laugh and I dance and I shout. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen.